Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. LZ, I know you were, uh, you got to be tired today. When I was talking to you for our show meeting, you were putting up your Christmas lights today. Man, Christmas, dog. I understand, Milani, what you're talking about, girl. <laughs> I understand. I almost spit out my drink. It's so <laughs> tedious. <laughs> Dude, it's so, and you know what was really ridiculous? And as you know, um, you know, I've spent much of this pandemic in, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it ain't cold. Right. We're never getting any snow in this valley. Nope. And and yet, here I am trying to make it like a winter wonderland. Right. What? I Next year, damn it, if we are able to move around, I will not decorate this entire house. There will only be a small sliver of Christmas. Everything else, get a candle from Kwanzaa, and I'm keeping it moving. Laura's uh, dog is sleeping on uh, on the, uh, I guess, the what is it, the Christmas skirt? The yeah. Christmas tree skirt? Is that the way to describe it? Yeah, the, the tree skirt. She thinks she's a present. I got it yesterday. It's white. I'm very upset that she just wants to plop right there. Right. I'm Aww. like, what? No, don't awe her. Mm-mm. She's already don't spoiled in She's already spoiled enough. She needs to get out of my tree skirt. Yeah. She didn't get spoiled in a vacuum. You did it. <laughs> yeah. Now, Greg, I've known you for a very long time, um, and I know Sorry. a lot of uh, people of the Jewish faith. Um, are there, like, lights for Hanukkah? Like, other than the, the lights, the candle, obviously. But, I mean, as far as, like, are there decorations for the house? I've never actually thought about that. Yeah, you can still do it. They're just blue and white lights. You don't right. do any of the colorful lights. You just do right. the blue and white. I mean, we didn't do any of that stuff because, I don't know, we just didn't some people celebrate hanukkah harry where it's kind of like a bush a hanukkah bush instead of a, instead of a christmas tree right like there's a whole couple a bunch of different things but no we don't really do too much besides the maybe some blue and white lights did you feel growing up that you were you guys were just way had way more fun because there was eight days of it well no because we didn't get we got eight days worth of presents but it would be like a hat one night and then like socks one night and then you know like a pencil and pen set for your school one night it always was something small with one big present we didn't get like a big present every single night so that kind of sucked that I kind of wanted to be Christian. It wasn't sometimes. a kind of suck. That's a definite suck. Yeah. Now, yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this. When did when did you stop getting Hanukkah gifts? At like what age? Oh, God, please. Like maybe 12, 13. I mean, when I, it, was, it all stopped really, really quickly. We yeah? Were, yeah, because they're like, ah, you're old enough now. Here, here's your one gift. Here's a nice hat. Yeah. Uh, Laura has a question for you, though. What was it, Laura? Oh, boy. I was just, I'm like, what's a Hanukkah bush? <laughs> Hanukkah Harry. Can you describe Hanukkah Harry? Uh, you know, he's got a he's got a he's got a kippa on or a yarmulke on the back mm-hmm. of his head. He's got a big fluffy beard and he's got the payas on the like side. Is it a cartoon character? <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's it's really what you want it to be. Who you want Hanukkah Harry to be? Think think about that. He's got a he's got a big big a big bushy beard like like Santa Claus, but it's not white. You know, it's like gray and. I'm, I'm but is it a person or is it an actual? Yeah, like, yeah, it's a guy. I mean, he oh. doesn't come down a chimney or anything. Because you said it was like a tree, so I was very confused about that. Well, no, it's got like a bush. Do you and even then there's... know? Are you even Jewish? <laughs> I'm are you, Jewish. Are you a reliable source? Yeah. I, uh, I, you know what? Can someone call us up maybe. and tell us if this is real or not, or is Greg just putting us on? Some of it is real. Some of it I, I might be making up <laughs> as we're going along. <laughs> but there are Hanukkah Harry is real. The Hanukkah bush is real. But <laughs> Why is there a picture of John Lovitz next to Hanukkah Harry? Because I think it might have been something on Saturday Night Live or something like that. Okay. I need more information. Yeah. <laughs> I am looking up Hanukkah Harry now on Google, too. And, yeah, it is, it's John it Lovitz. Is it's an it SNL be. skit. John Lovitz, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like this is real. Do you have a menorah? 
that's that's in your house? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a menorah right now? Okay, good. I do. I do. It's. Uh, I can why have is it, it up so? Why do you have it so early? You don't start Hanukkah until like another week and a half. No, it's just out all the time, or it's oh, in a, I see. or it's in a, or we put it up in in a. Like, so you treat it like a paperweight? Area. You just got it out <laughs> just on, in April. Well, it's 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 prominently displayed in the apartment, but either it's either there or we just put it in a cabinet and then pull it out for Hanukkah, and that's it. You can't my dad fool used me, to have a Greg. Really cool one that made a. That I've had a dated a lot of. It. I've dated a lot of Jewish men in my life. You can't fool me with this fake Hanukkah stuff. I'm on top of it, buddy. Yeah, oh, you see, I real. didn't know. So I, LZ is is got a better radar for this. So so there you go. I think you're full of it, Greg. And I no, like I, the I think just, a little bit sh- the audience. LZ always thinks I'm full of it. Yeah, yeah. They'll help you out. This is true. There are people that are Jewish out there listening to us, and they'll back me up. You'll see. Okay. All right. I I need. All of our lovely Jewish listeners to call in and give us a yay or a nay on this synopsis of Hanukkah that yeah, Greg, that Greg is trying gave to sell us. It doesn't feel yeah. real. It doesn't. It does feel not real. feel real. Yeah. It doesn't um, feel real. And, and Bronstein <laughs> is back in the studio, I believe. Now, is he near a microphone? Back me up, Bronny. No. Oh, he's, he's not, not here. There. Oh, okay. Because I heard someone say Bronstein, so I thought maybe that he was in the studio. And I know sometimes he's around. Because I, yeah, I, I feel like you're making this up, Greg. Like I don't feel like any of this is real. Some of it is real. Some of it maybe not so much. But the uh, the the menorah is the biggest thing. No, of, of course, all. everybody knows yeah. the menorah. Uh, but the Hanukkah yeah. Harry stuff, you look, admit, look up the Hanukkah bush. Sa- but you uh, Hanukkah bush, like I'm not familiar with any of this. And, and <laughs> well, I don't, I don't have one, but people do it. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, I'm so looking anyway. now, and I see a pair of leggings. Yeah. I don't see any. Is yeah. her bush made of whoa, colors whoa, whoa. or something? Like, what's what's going on with this version? It's all it? blue and white stuff. Think about blue and white. Everything okay. is always blue and white. I mean, I'm seeing the John Lovitz character, the thing on Saturday Night Live. But anyway. Um, Google it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I guess Greg. we could Google it, but whatever. Um, we were trusting you to be a, a, a an authority on this, and clearly you're not. Uh, so I, I, we d- we don't have the authority yeah. to take your Jewish card, but I do believe it's probably in jeopardy based yeah. upon the let, conversation. Let me, you just let, had. Bronstein is on the phone. Bronstein, are you, <laughs> are, are you familiar with Hanukkah Harry? Is that a real thing? Hanukkah Harry? Sounds Judge, like no. Judged by your tone, that doesn't sound. Sounds like, you know like what the no. Hell that is. Yes. No, no. I have never heard of Hanukkah Harry. Okay, so follow up question. Are you familiar with something called the Hanukkah bush? That I am somewhat uh, familiar with. I'm not the greatest Jew in the world to ask these questions about. Okay, no, but. no. I just because we wonder if Greg is making any of this stuff up because I had no idea. No, Hanukkah bush is a thing. That is a thing. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Last question for you. Yes. Do you keep a menorah out year-round like Greg, or do you only have it out for the Hanukkah? Oh, I only have it out for the holidays. Only for Hanukkah time. So not some random Wednesday in April like Greg does. Oh, God, no. Okay. Well, I'm not check. lighting it randomly. It's just out. <laughs> okay. You just never want to put it away. I get it, and that's right. fine. You're like it's, the, a, it's a pain to clean, too. It's very difficult to clean. It's very annoying. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, would, probably, it, probably, it would probably make more sense if you had, like, a mezuzah in his doorway or something. Okay, fair enough. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I'll just take your word for it. All right, cool. Bronstein, thank you for checking in on us and uh, making sure we fact-check Greg. Thank you. Yes. All right, boys. See ya. All right, take care. Uh, all right. Um, so right. now that we That's got some the, good reporting right there, man. We did. We nailed that one. <laughs> um, so either way, uh, are you putting up your decorations already? Is because I feel like this is too early. I put up a Christmas tree. Well, I didn't. My kids, my wife and kids did because they. My kids wanted it up. 
But like, you know, like the decorations outside, like, I, I don't know, man. I feel it's too early. And to your point, it doesn't feel like Christmas. Like, I'm totally fine. You know, and is anyone going to drive around to see lights? Like, I, we're going to be in a lockdown. We're going to be in a curfew here pretty soon. Like, I, well, I, I, would, I would tell you that I have done several drive arounds in my neighborhood to see what's appropriate, you know, because I don't want to be that family, right, that goes too far, but I don't want to be the family that doesn't You don't want to be enough. the Griswolds? <laughs> I don't want to be anybody who gets called out at the grocery store. Okay. Like, oh, you're from that house. Right. Um, uh, all right, listen. So I, did, so I did drive around to see okay. what the appropriate level was okay, before fair, I started. Fair enough, yes. fair enough. All right, coming up next, the Rams and Seahawks have some stark differences. And I think that it's something the Rams may need to be concerned about. We'll explain what that means coming up. We're back in three minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, LZ, you and I in 30 minutes are going to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo doing one of those things where he talks to international media and really makes the entire NBA world speculate again. Um, and this time it could involve the Lakers because uh, he invoked Kobe and LeBron's name, and we'll have that for everyone at 5 o'clock. Uh, Why so does he sh- think that's always secret, George, when he I, talks overseas? Why does I, he believe that? I mean, he's not the first guy to make that mistake. So, I, I mean, and he clearly <laughs> – but he makes it multiple times, it feels like. But uh, either, either way. Um, I think he kind of likes it now. I think he knows what's going on around here. But anyway, we'll get to that at 5 uh, because he did invoke Kobe and LeBron's name. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, what that actually means So and what it means for the Lakers' future. Because I do think it ties into the Anthony Davis stuff, too. But anyway, uh, I wanted to talk about the Rams and the Seahawks. So let me ask you this. Because, I, look, the Rams have beaten the Seahawks, I believe it's five of the last six times. Okay? And they have had their number, basically. I mean, going back to the yep. Jeff Fisher years, to be honest with you, they have had their number. Which is However, weird to say something positive about the Jeff Fisher years. Right, right. However, I, I do think the playoffs are a different beast, Right. And there is a possibility they have to face each other one more time in the regular season, and then they do have to – there is a potential for a matchup in the postseason as well. So I look at their differences, right? I think that there's some there's some similarities. Both have mm-hmm. strong coaches, right? Is that fair to say? Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Sean McVay, Pete Carroll, one's won a Super Bowl, one's just been to a Super Bowl. But obviously, you know, we all think the world of Sean. Um, the Rams now – specifically, I would say, have a really strong defense. Yes? Probably the best in the conference. Right. Maybe top two or three in the league, okay? Like, by most statistical measures, they're in the top two or three in almost every category. So, whereas the Rams, excuse me, the Seahawks have not such a great defense, but they have one of the top two or three quarterbacks. Is that fair to say? Yep, yep. MVP candidate. Right. Pretty much for the last several years. So... Let me ask you this, and I'd love to hear the audience's thoughts on this at 877-710-ESPN. Um, and I'll get Greg and Laura's thoughts on this too. But, LZ, I'll start with you. What would you rather have, the strong coach and defense combination or the strong coach and quarterback combination? Um, I think history says that you want the strong coach and the defense. Really? Why, why so? Why so? 
um, because when you take a good look at some of the best quarterbacks just of our generation, you know, how many times do great quarterbacks and great coaches fall short to defenses? I mean, think about, you mentioned Pete Carroll. Think about his Super Bowl win facing a Peyton Manning who has led in a historic offense. And they just got demolished. Like it was over before the second quarter. And we've seen this time and time again. Lamar Jackson finds a good defense. Uh Uh-oh, there's a problem. Um, There's very few QBs who are brilliant that are just brilliant in the postseason regardless of the defenses that they face. Very few. More often than not, a great QB crumbles at the hands of a great defense in the postseason. We've seen it too many times. See, I I would disagree, and here's why. I particularly think because of the more recent um, rule changes over the years, right, in the NFL, where it's really hard to play defense now, particularly in the secondary. Like, I would make the argument that playing cornerback may be one of the toughest things to do in all of sports now because of the fact that you can't touch a receiver anymore. Like, it's pretty wild that that's the case. And I I do believe that if you want sustained success, right, where you are in this thing to win it year in and year out, doesn't mean you win it every year, obviously, but if you want sustained success, you need that quarterback-coach combo, whether it's Belichick and Brady or going back to Walsh in Montana. Um, But even someone like, for example, Peyton and Drew Brees, right? Sean Peyton and Drew Brees have only won one Super Bowl, but they have had sustained success where you say to yourself pretty much every year, you're in the conversation of competing for a championship, right? And and I think that that's kind of the way I look at it. It doesn't mean that defense is not important. What I just think is that the quarterback position, especially now, especially with the rule changes, are more important. And it's why I think that if the Rams and Seahawks, if it came down to it, which is very possible in the playoffs, I would think – as, even if the Rams have had the success they've had in the regular season, like I wouldn't bet against the Seahawks in that situation. The only reason why I bet against the Seahawks is because I do believe a pattern has been defined. And there's actually two patterns at play in our division. Pattern number one as it pertains to the Rams uh, is our success against Pete Carroll and his defense. And pattern number two is the San Francisco 49ers success defense against the Rams and Sean McVay. Um, In both cases, you have defenses defining the outcomes of these matchups. And so while I agree with you that the rule changes certainly makes it more difficult uh, for defenses to to hold offenses in play, they figured it out, at least the Rams have, when it comes to Seattle. And obviously the Niners have figured it out when it comes to the Rams. And we know there are other matchups like that all around the NFL, where a team just has an offense's number, whether it's individual matchup, whether it's defensive coordinators versus play calling. We've seen it too many times now not to think that if you've you've established a defensive uh, superiority, that travels well, that is more consistent. But I think that's harder to keep together. You know what I mean? Like It's harder to keep a good defense together. Look at Seattle is a perfect example. They still have their nickname. No, they ain't the Legion of Boom anymore, though. Come on, that's a long no, time I mean, ago now. 
I mean, but they have the nickname. Once you have the nickname, you know, it's like being president. Once you're president, once you're always president. Let um, me uh, uh, go ahead. Finish up because I no, want to sneak in a couple of calls here. No, no, no. Let's get some call. calls in. I'm okay. interested in hearing from the peoples. Let, let's go to Jason and Downey on this. Jason. Uh, once again, you can't go back on LZ. That man is right. You actually pointed out um, the when the Legion of Boom played against uh, Peyton Manning, they tore him up. And you got to remember that 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 Broncos defense a few years later carried a dead arm Peyton Manning to a Super Bowl. Right, but hold on, hold on, Jason. The Seahawks scored 55 points in that game. Yeah, still. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I get that they, that the Broncos only scored 10, but the Seahawks scored 50 points in that game. Yeah, because the defense was so dominant. They always I, had I short mean, field position. It, but, but it wasn't just the defense because they scored 50-something points. How many points did the defense score that game, by the way? They definitely got one <laughs> touchdown. I remember that. Yeah. You never forget that meme of Peyton Manning looking when he fumbled because he saw them coming. And, you know, <laughs> you got to remember, too, the Legion of Boom, they were, um, they were uh, a handoff, handoff away from being back-to-back champions. Now, I feel like that defense was still cracking. They, you know, they would have probably been the best defense you've ever seen. But, you know, Pete Carroll got into his own mind for that one. Have a great yeah. day, boys. All right, Jason, thank, thank you, buddy. All right, let, let's take a break here um, real quick. Let's ask Kirk Morrison. He's going to join us next. We'll talk to him about the Rams and what the hell happened, uh, and we will talk to him about this potential matchup with the Seahawks and what he thinks. What would he rather have, a better, a great coach, which both teams would have, um, a coach-defense combo or a coach-quarterback combo? Uh, we'll get to that coming up in a second. He's going to join us in two minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Tonight on LZ with you here on 710 ESPN coming up at 5 o'clock. Could Giannis be a Laker? It might actually happen now. It, he invoked Kobe and LeBron's name, and he's talking out in Greece. We'll tell you what that's all about in about 15, 20 minutes. Uh, Kirk Morrison going to join us here in a second. Don't forget Santa Key's coming to town and stuffing your stocking with Lakers goodies and collectibles. Keep listening for the sounder of Santa Key coming down your chimney. Once you hear it, be caller. Yes, once you hear it, be caller number seven to eight seven 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 ten ESPN, and you have a chance to pick a stocking above the fireplace. It could be the Keyshawn stocking, the Greeny stocking, the Max uh, Mason in Ireland, Sedano and LZ Kaplan playoff Sliwa, and you can win Laker goodies and collectibles. Seven ten ESPN, your home of the World Champion Lakers. So Kirk Morrison joining us here. So no. we have not prepped Kirk Morrison. Kirk Morrison, um, I've got a couple of questions for you. But before we get to the football question, What's I'm going to ask you a specific question that we put on social media today. Okay. okay. What got? is something from your childhood that, and people are answering this at ESPN Los Angeles on Twitter. Okay. What is something from your childhood that you would have a tough time explaining to a young person today? Uh, something from my childhood that I would have a tough time explaining to uh child today um i'm having a tough probably just probably vhs yeah cassettes right yeah, yeah cassettes and vhs because everything um, is streaming now we actually used to store those things yes you, remember, you ever went to like remember we used to go to people's houses 
and their like DVD and VHS collection, you'd be like, wow. Yeah. And like yeah. now that's like non-existent. <laughs> yeah. It was like a bookshelf of yeah, all those a things. Bookshelf. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be yeah. like, oh, people didn't have a lot of, people had books, but it was more about their VHS and DVD selections, right? Because that's what I'm having a hard time with right now, fellas, by the way. You know when you start cleaning up stuff and you find some? So I was a big fan of the show Monk that came on USA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So my wife bought me the whole Monk collection of DVDs. And I'm like, I don't know, are they just, are, are they like, what are they, uh, cup holders now? You know, like toasters? Man, like, what you do better I do keep with those them? DVDs. You <laughs> better do keep what them. Because you know what? You're going to need those DVDs because one day, may not be tomorrow, may not be next year, but one day you're going to have a big old fight and she's going <laughs> to say, you don't appreciate nothing. And you're going to pull out that DVD collection like, baby. I've never let this go. <laughs> there you go. So that is it is funny. I don't think I have any more. I have them in a warehouse, like in right. one of those like storage units, but I don't Correct. have any any cassettes or any of that stuff with me or, or DVDs or, or any no. of that stuff. But that is a good one. VHS tapes are a good one. All right. So let me talk football with you. Sure. Uh, LZ and I were just having this discussion in regards to like the Rams and the Seahawks. Okay. And even though the Rams have had regular season success against the Seahawks, we right. were having kind of a big picture existential football conversation. So okay. it wasn't specific to them, but it was in a sense of, well, what if they met in the playoffs? Like, who would you favor? And right. I said, would you rather have, and both have great coaches, I think, uh, would you rather have the great coach defense combination or the great coach quarterback combination in a playoff situation mm. i'm always going to go defense you talk to a former defensive player and great defenses i feel like always over they, they, they trump great offenses right i mean i go back to a couple years ago even with the rams right remember when they get to the super bowl and it was about the rams high flying offense and boy genius wonder sean McVay, but it was the defensive minded uh, you know, Bill Belichick and Brian Flores that really, you know, stifled the Rams that time in the Super Bowl. We can go back to the Patriots again versus the New York Giants. It was the defenses that stood up. Very rarely when we look at championships does an offense truly take over and is just a juggernaut. So if you ask me about a playoff or one game scenario, I'm gonna go defensive minded head coach with a defense. See, I, I disagree and here's why. Because I think to have sustained success, you need that quarterback. Because defenses come and go. Like, that, that is rare to be able to keep that many players together, right? Especially in the salary cap era. And defense is so much harder to play now than it was previously because of all the rules being skewed towards offense. So, like, if I've got a great quarterback now, I like my chances again. I'm not saying in an individual game that you mm-hmm. couldn't lose, but right. I like my chances going into any game if I've got Russell Wilson back there. Yeah, but he evolved into that. It was about the defense before he got to that. Sure, point, but he yeah, evolved. So. so did Brady, though. Brady was a True. game manager they all, at one they point. All, yeah, but they all, to me, at some point, like they're going to get the credit for it because they are the quarterbacks. But Russell hasn't been back to the Super Bowl since he's been the guy. You know what I mean? Like Tom has won, but it was more about the deep. Remember that game that the last Super Bowl the Patriots won with Tom? That game, it was thirteen to three, George. Right, <laughs> like it was forty five. Right. But stuff. but. They, <laughs> But the, but the years before that, they lost forty-one to thirty-three to New, uh, to Philly. They beat Atlanta thirty-four to twenty-eight. So it's not like they weren't putting up points in those series. It was twenty. Games. It was twenty-eight-three. Let's not forget. Right, and then Tom they Brady reeled, was, and then they ran off thirty-one straight. No, that's when Kyle Shanahan started thinking about his next job with the San Francisco 49ers, and he forgot to run the darn ball. Man, that's what happened. Mm. 
That's how the Patriots got back into it. That certainly is one of the things that happened. But listen, (laughs) I agree with you. Right. Defenses, when defenses more often than your star QB can put you in position to win the ultimate prize. But the question is, do the Rams have one of those defenses? Because it's pretty clear from watching Jared Goff that um, if you can get to him, right. you don't just debilitate their offense. You can cripple the entire team. Can the Rams' defense overcome that if Jared Goff starts turning the ball over? Yeah, I think they are that kind of level of defense. I really believe that because of what they do in second halves, right? I mean, they lead the NFL in terms of points scored or points allowed, I should say, in the second half. They they have that type of level of defense. And I think what happened, I mean, we almost saw it again Sunday. They played poor in terms of the offense in the first half. And then all it takes is what? Aaron Donald to force a fumble, Darius Williams and Jalen Ramsey make a couple plays, and the Rams, next thing you know, are taking a lead in a game that they had no business even in front for uh, for that matter. But that's, that's what their defense can present. Now with Jared Goff, he's got to protect the football. That's just the question. That's, that, that's what he has to do. And he has not done a great job at that. He needs to get back to what he's been doing before. But can you win with Jared Goff ultimately? Yes, you can. You can win with Jared Koff, but it, he just sometimes I think you go to bed wondering. And when you pay a guy that kind of money, you don't want to have those wonders. You want to go to bed saying, ah, I know what to expect from my quarterback. But with Jared Goff right now, it's I don't know what Jared I'm going to get from week to week. And, yes, that scares me. Kirk Morrison with us here, of course, does a phenomenal job with the Rams coverage here on this station. You can check him out doing college football. Uh, big man doing ABC the other day. Utah and <laughs> Washington, I saw that. Congrats yeah. on that. Uh, I got a minute here, so I got yeah. one more question for you. Mm-hmm. LZ and I were talking about this yesterday. Patrick Mahomes. Correct. I have never seen a quarterback. Like, well, yeah, I mean, look, I've never seen a quarterback play the way he plays. Correct. Um, with the ability uh, at, from athletic standpoint, with his arm and the angles and all that, I've only said that two other times. And, mm-hmm. in, and it isn't always just athleticism. I'm talking about just the way they throw in some cases. Right. The other two times were Aaron Rodgers, you know, okay. when he first really bust on the scene. And before that was when I was a kid, when Dan Marino was doing stuff I'd never seen anybody do before. Right. Uh-huh. Um, do you think Patrick Mahomes is on the trajectory if he continues to win and has the longevity to be the best quarterback ever? He's on that trajectory. I, I need to see more consistency for three to four years, and I want to see it now that he's gotten the big contract. Because when you get the big contract, George, you're going to have to do more with less. That's mm-hmm. just what happens. That's what the NFL is all about. Uh, Russell Wilson has adjusted to it, and that's why I've, I've put Russell Wilson above Patrick Mahomes. People think I'm crazy, but I, I've seen what it looks like with Russell, who's adjusted to having less, and he's turning a rookie or a second-year wide receiver in DK Metcalf into an all-star, right? I need to see that from Patrick Mahomes now when they have to start drafting because he won't be able to keep this quartet of receivers and Kelsey and Hill. So can he be that? Yes, I think he can. He has the trajectory. But, George, we got to pump our brakes just a little bit just because I want to see what it looks like now that he's got the contract. You'll know more in the next two years about Patrick Mahomes than I think we will for right now. All right, fair enough. Kirk Morrison, what's the game this week? You got one? Yeah, uh, Oregon State at Utah, Saturday night, ESPN, Pac-12 after dark, man. I can't wait. All right, we'll be checking it out. Oh, for sure. And and real quick, I got got you 10 seconds. Go ahead. What you got? 10 seconds. How was your uh, speech at Wharton? 
It was good, man. It was oh. great. Yeah, I spoke at Warden today. Dean Erica know. James invited me. It was good, LZ. I, I was really happy with uh, my performance today, I would say, because uh, you, you start to get on different platforms, and uh, I reached some more platforms. So hopefully I gained a couple more followers and a couple more uh, you know, people who can follow what I got going on. Awesome stuff. Follow right. him on Twitter, at Kirk Morrison. Thank you, brother. All good, fellas. Have a good one. Thanks, All right, man. We'll talk to you next week. Kirk Morrison joins us every week at 440 on Tuesdays. Coming up next, LZ, you and I can talk about Giannis. And Giannis talking about LeBron, AD, hell, he even invoked Kobe's name. What does that mean? Hashtag future Laker. We'll get to that. Plus, what you need to know. We're back in four minutes. What you need to know is presented by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, LZ, I would tell you what I'm going to do, but I'm going to have to switch to my phone because I'm having this issue with a Mac. I, so I bought a... Um, I've always had Macs, right? Whether it's laptops or desktops or whatever. So I've got this Mac, right? And mm-hmm. since I, I, I had a previous desktop and it worked fine, everything was great. It has like the Bluetooth keyboard, the Bluetooth mouse. I bought this new Mac with a bigger, you know, uh, screen. But now my Bluetooth stuff on my keyboard and my mouse, particularly my mouse, always goes out. So I had it replaced. They sent me a new one and I'm still having problems. So I'm, uh, I'm down on Apple today. I got to be honest with you. So, uh, all right, here's what I got. I'm just checking it on my phone and what you need to I'm, know. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I feel like I need to say I'm sorry. No, thank you. Thank you. I did. That's what I needed. I needed someone to say I'm sorry because clearly Apple is not saying they're sorry for their faulty products they keep sending me. Uh, nonetheless. No, they're saying pay me. I mean, I did pay them. I bought them a brand new computer from them. Uh, so you anyway. pay what, them enough. Yeah, what you need to know. Uh, there <laughs> yes. is going to be a new theme park coming to the theme park universe. It's going to be opened in Japan. Super Nintendo World with a real live Mario Kart game amongst the many different attractions. Are you in on a Super Nintendo World? And should we bring this to the United States? I am in on a Super Nintendo World. As a matter of fact, I'm in on all the worlds. I think there should be a Matrix World. I think there should be like a living single world. I think anything that has penetrated culture in this country to the point in which a catchphrase or a song elicits emotional responses that are positive, they should all get a world. Yeah, well, That's I don't know about that. I feel like that, I, I agree. This be a Cosby Show world. Ooh, do we really want to do Cosby Show world, though? I mean, it might not be the most popular one, but put it out there, see what happens. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about Cosby Show world right now. You uh, want to come to my world first, you have to drink my special sauce. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know if we want to do that. <laughs> uh, but I am in on, like, if they have, like, a, I think a Super Nintendo world uh, coming to the U.S. would be awesome. Uh, I'm not the hugest theme park guy, um, but I do like uh, occasionally going to them. Um, my kids Dude, I would Disney. totally. Would you not rock? A Marvel world, like a a world filled with Marvel characters yes. and scenes yeah. from the movies and I would, stuff. I would totally yes. go see that. But don't they have yes. that already at Disney World in some cases or Disneyland? I don't know. I haven't been there since the Rona. I don't know what's going on. Well, I haven't been there since the Rona either. But I know they have. The Star <laughs> I know Wars Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, I know the Star Wars stuff, but I yeah. don't know about Marvel. Marvel. Yeah, yeah Cal- I mean- California Adventure is starting to become that. They have you know Guardians of the Galaxy ride that took over Tower of Terror. It's right. it's all happening over there at California Adventure in Disneyland. Okay, yeah, because I feel like, but but to Elsie's point, I think you could do just a separate theme park. To be honest with you, um, yeah. it'll co- it'll connect like Star Wars World did in yeah. Star Wars did into Disneyland. They have enough space. 
Yeah. Well, they definitely have Springs. Wow, look, look at you sound like a C-suite exec. Oh, yes. I love Disneyland. I'm but obsessed. I would love like a uh, – I'm in on any – like my kid is now into Mario and all the games on Nintendo Switch. Like she's six, so now it's like she's really getting into that stuff. So like I, I am playing with her. I play every Saturday with her for a couple of hours, um, and we play those games together. So I am also reliving my youth in a lot of ways. But I'm in on a Super Nintendo world. Uh, I don't think I'm just going to Japan just for Super Nintendo world. I'd like to go to Japan just because, I don't know, I'd like to go to Japan one day. But uh, but I'd love a theme park for Super Nintendo here in the States, too. Uh, one last thing for you, LZ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Queen of England has a new gin line. That doesn't seem on brand to me. What do you mean? I mean, the Queen of England? That feels very proper, you know what I'm saying? Like Or improper for the Queen of England. Oh, man. I'm kind of like, you know, if, if old girl wants to get her, her groove on, then I say go for it. I mean, okay, sure. I mean, is, I don't have a problem with her drinking. That's not the issue. It just feels like it, it doesn't feel uh, regal uh, to have your own gin line. But I mean, why I not? Do, I don't know. Why not? I think it's baller. Yeah? You're going to drink anyway. Might as well drink yours. Laura, do you believe the Queen of England? Like, do you think that that's regal to have your own gin line? I mean, she's royal. She could do whatever she wants. I mean, she literally almost can do whatever she wants. I mm-hmm. guess that is true. So, I mean, all right, fine, fair enough. Uh, is she playing la- point guard? Because the Clippers are in, in the market. They could use one. I don't believe she can play point guard. Uh, one no. last thing. I want to shout out, before we get to this Giannis story, uh, Giannis talking to a Greek television station and invoking LeBron, AD, and Kobe. Uh, but, so, a couple of weeks ago, I was in the TV building, and I was doing the jump, and I got an email from the folks in the facilities group and told me, hey, there's a package for you, and we're going to leave it in the security office. I said, okay, so I'll check it out. I'll grab it on my way out. So I grab it, and um, it was a package from, like, I think it was either a Sam's Club or a Walmart or something, and it was bags of candy. All the candies that we talked about when we were talking about we were talking about for Halloween when we were trying to rate the best candies and we did the snake draft. So pretty much all the major candies were sent to us. And I'm assuming it had to have been one of our listeners who was listening to us right before Halloween. And I didn't get it till literally just a a little about two weeks ago. So whoever that was, thank you. Um, Thank you. And uh, you know, we'll have it at the office whenever we're back at the office, but we appreciate it. So thank you so much. That is such an awesome gift. Um, I cannot wait. Uh, first of all, George and I have not seen each other since the pandemic has started. Right. <laughs> so there's that. But George, if you eat all the candy before I see you, there's going to be issues. Well, what I did was I left it there in the TV building and I left it at my desk. And I said, if anyone wants these candies, you can just come up to my cube and come get it. So I, I don't know oh what's going to be left George. when I'm in there. Uh, but there's not a lot of people in the building right now because of the pandemic. So I like how he didn't bring it to the radio one when there's a few. Well, I, I didn't want the radio cooties. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I already hey. have, to, I already have TV cooties I have to deal with, right? We Potentially, uh, even with our masks. So I, I didn't want to chance it by going into a second building. You know, so uh, I was, uh, so I left it there. But you can walk over to the TV building and grab it from my desk if you'd like. There's that. Uh, Child, uh, I don't even like walking by the building yeah. on the sidewalk, let alone yeah. going in. <laughs> All right, that is what you need to know, presented by Morongo Play It Safe, Good Times. All right, so Giannis. So here is the story about Giannis. I want to make sure I have this up properly here. So Giannis 
did this thing again because this is the second time he has done an interview. The first one was some with some was with some Swiss uh, media outlet. Now this one is with a Greek television called uh, Cosmote TV. So okay. this gentleman's name is Harris Stavro, and he's got a blue check mark, and he is a journalist for a uh, TV station in Greece. And he has translated this interview that Giannis had with Cosmo TV. Now, there is an actual written story that he has also posted, but it is in Greek. So he says, y'all are going to have to Google Translate the whole thing if you want to see the whole thing. But here's what I will do for you. So we're hoping, because he has the blue check mark and he's an actual journalist, that this is all true. How, so I, I'm just going to read what he wrote, okay? Giannis Attentacupo at Cosmo TV just now. This was six hours ago. Quote, if LeBron, KD, or AD, so LeBron, Kevin Durant, or Anthony Davis, want to join me in Milwaukee, I will be happy. I don't care about being number one or number two or number three. Giannis continues and says, some days ago, I lost a bet on the court and I paid for a Coke and Suvlaki. I still want to be the kid from Sepolia and not the MVP. I feel 10 times better when I'm giving back to the community. And then he gets back to basketball and says this, Kobe told me to sacrifice if I want to win and be great. LeBron is the best in the world. MVP is another story. I can tell you that he is the best and my idol. He is 17 years in the league. Now, sh how far should we look into this? Well, listen. First of all, there is absolutely nothing wrong with a current player paying respect to a veteran who has been in the league twice as long as they have. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So that's first. Second, um, he's coming up to the Lakers. No, <laughs> like, okay. Like like that's that's all I can I can figure out, right? Like if you talk about something like this as often as he does in the way that he does, that just feels like Maybe Miami's not a done deal. Maybe Milwaukee doesn't have an inside track because of the money. Maybe he's attracted to the lure of the Lakers because of Kobe, because of LeBron. And even though AD is there, maybe he feels if he were to join, he would be that superstar, right? He's got two MVPs. AD's got none, right? So, Theoretically, he would be the big free agent, the big superstar on the team if he were to come. So maybe he's just sort of thinking out loud, and he forgot that we'll find out what he said in English later. Well, but here's the thing. He he did say that he wants those guys, if they want to join him in Milwaukee, that they're more than welcome to join him in Milwaukee. Now, nobody – now, listen, LeBron also once said that in Cleveland, if you recall correctly, that he wanted yes. guys to join him the first time around is what I'm talking about. And, hell, even the second time around, he didn't have anybody joining yeah. him. Um, you came to Cleveland, man. You had to trade and get them. Right. He, they, they drafted Kyrie and they traded for Kevin Love. And then, like, veteran right. fringe guys came, you know, to join and augment the roster. But it's not like they got other stars uh, to join right. them there necessarily. And, and, look, I remember LeBron doing one of his first interviews when he was a Laker with ESPN. I think it was with Rachel Nichols. And he said, yeah, 
recruiting for the Lakers will be like when I was in Miami. It's a lot easier to get guys to go to those cities than it was to Cleveland. And I think that, look, Giannis is, Giannis is being really noble. And, and, and look, I, I get that, and he wants to be um, he wants to be good to the team that drafted him, and he feels a, a, a need, and LeBron felt this, so much so that he went back, right? Um, that he feels a need to want to win uh, for that particular franchise. And I, I get that. There is a sense of nobility to that. However, let's be real. There is a ceiling to what Milwaukee can do, and especially now, right? Like, there's an even bigger ceiling. So, well, uh, you think you think he's coming to the Lakers? I, I mean, he specifically stated coming to uh, staying in Milwaukee. However, it does leave open to interpretation that perhaps there will come a time that he would be willing to leave Milwaukee and is okay joining forces with other superstars. Well, I, I think that he was. When he was first in the league, one, he was extremely young. Right. Extremely young and earnest, and his background was one that suggested the sort of personality that would be loyal to whatever entity gave him opportunities he didn't think were possible growing up in poverty, right? That's kind of what I sort of interpreted from all the reporting that's been done about the way he grew up, how he values family and what's important to him. He was a loyal guy to the team that brought him into the league. But now that he's gotten a little bit more worldly experience and he understands how this is a business and not a family, now though there will be some teams that call themselves a family, don't get it twisted. At the end of the day, they're keeping tabs on the bottom line too. And so now that he's at this point of his development and maturation in the NBA, he's asking himself, is loyalty really the best option if it is acceptable culturally within the NBA for stars of my caliber to bounce around. And he's processing that. Oh. Oh, are you saying, Keith, oh. that Giannis is going to be the Christmas gift in a few years? Maybe next year? Is that, Underneath oh, no, that's Santa, that's Santa Key. That is Santa Key. So when you hear Santa Key, you got to be caller 7 at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776, and you get to pick from our 710-ESPN stocking. So we'll do that. LZ, finish your point before we move on. Oh, no, I got distracted. I'm totally into that. So yeah. I guess, my, so I guess my, my overall point being this. He's no longer that earnest, wide-eyed guy who was going to be loyal no matter what because that's what he felt he needed to do. Now he's being more strategic and thinking about himself as a business and what's best for the Giannis business. And that is probably a team that's in a city that he prefers to be in, that has championship medal, and has an infrastructure that can accommodate him for the long haul. And once you put teams through that sort of metric, you really only come down with like two or three teams, right? Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I'm like going, oh, he's going to be a Laker because it's really only Miami, the two LA teams, and maybe, maybe... Dallas? Maybe. Uh, not, not, not Dallas I mean, to me. why wouldn't thinking, you want to play with Luka? I'm thinking Golden State. Uh, because, you know, Dallas ain't that sexy of a city, man. It's no, landlocked. I know, but Luka, Luka's a great player to team up with. Yeah, and but, young. yeah but it's it's landlocked and stuff, man. Ain't no beaches. No, listen, I don't <laughs> care for Dallas very much as a city. I'm with you on that. 
Um, my thing is, like, you know, playing with that dude would be amazing. I mean, I don't care who you are, you know? Yeah, I mean, that'd be great. But, I mean, why do that if you can come to L.A. and play with Braun? Right. You got so the you beaches, think it's just you – so the, you, you're not even – are you just missing Toronto, too? Because that's been a hot rumor. Listen, I know Toronto is an international city, and Canada is a fantastic country. I love Canada. I've been going there since right. I was, like, five. Right. He's from Greece, dog. He's talking Mediterranean. He's talking beaches. Well, wait. He mentioned KD. Like, could it be Brooklyn? No, no, no. He said KD can come to him. He didn't name drop everybody else in Brooklyn. He did not do that. Hmm. He name dropped. But he, he did say Bron and AD could come to him too, though. But he, listen, man. Do you really think when he weighs it all out, he's going to choose to be in the locker room in Brooklyn with KD and Kyrie versus at Manhattan Beach with AD and LeBron? No, I, I, I do think that, look, and the, you know what? I'll answer that on the other side because actually Ramona Shelburne was on Mason in Ireland yesterday and actually brought up this particular situation about the potential Giannis Lakers union and what the alternatives to that would be if Giannis does sign the Supermax. So we'll have that for you in three minutes. Stick around. 